Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. When you want the information, it's best to go to somebody who lives it and breathes it each and every day. And that's what we're doing right now. Dr. Alejandro Oberman joins us right now on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. He is the president of the Children's Community Pediatrics at Children's Hospital and also is a researcher and teaches pediatrics in the School of Medicine at the University of Pittsburgh. Dr. Oberman, it is wonderful to have you on KDK. How are you? Great, wonderful. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, thank you for this opportunity to uh, to discuss some, some really important information as it relates to the vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds. I know that there was a Zoom call this morning as you and some colleagues have been part of a conversation and, and, and they've been doing some debriefing about what it is that we know. What are the questions that you are hearing time and again about the vaccine for this youngest population? Well, so the key question is how much experience we have with this vaccine. And and we have had plenty of experience in adults and adolescents. And now a thorough study has been conducted of 4,500 children. And it showed the same outcome again and again. The vaccine is safe and effective. This is the Pfizer vaccine in children 5 to 11 years and will save lives. When we look at dosage, and I think that's one thing that I hear people asking me, and again, I'm not a physician, I don't even pretend to be, but I hear people calling in and asking these questions about dosage. Should dosage be based on the age of a child, meaning 5 to 11, or they say the weight of a child? Wouldn't that make more sense? And maybe the two of them go hand in hand. They, they kind of go hand in hand, but the vaccine provides the lowest dose that we can give children to protect them, which is a third of the adult dose, and with the fewest side effects. So uh, the dose is between 5 and 11 years old. If the child turns 12 after the first dose, then the second dose will probably be given with a 12-year-old dose, 12 to 17-year-old dose, which is the same dose as the adult dose. But it's, it's the minimum amount that they can receive to provide protection with less side effects. And the way the vaccine works, and this is a a good question that a lot of people ask, how does it work? So it provides instructions for training for the children's bodies to recognize the virus and help the body mitigate or eliminate the virus. It trains the body, and then it's gone. It's an mRNA vaccine. It's gone afterwards. The vaccine does not stick around. It gets eliminated in several hours. So the vaccine basically is signaling messenger RNA, mRNA, if you will, what the body is supposed to do and then is no longer there. And that's the case for uh, for adolescents and for adults as well. This is not just a special something for children, correct? Exactly. Exactly. The important message is the vaccine does not stick around. It teaches you it's like the American Academy of Pediatrics is putting it in these words. It's like an invisible coach that trains you what to do. Whenever the virus, you're exposed to it in the future, you will recognize it, mitigate it or eliminate it, and then the vaccine is gone. Dr. Alejandro Oberman joining us here, president of Children's Community Pediatrics in Pittsburgh, and also a professor who teaches pediatrics to med students and does research himself. Doctor, when you say the number of people that it was tested on and things like that, uh, how are those sorts of numbers determined in terms of efficacy and safety? So... 
we have a lot of data from the previous studies in, in older, in adolescents and adults, but the pediatric study for Pfizer was done on 4,500 children, 5 to 11 years. Similar studies are being conducted at Outward Pittsburgh Vaccine Trial Unit. Dr. Martin is leading those studies with the Moderna vaccine. But the vaccine that was approved today is the Pfizer vaccine. It was 4,500 patients. I had somebody ask me yesterday, they said, I've got an 11-year-old child, but it's only in the 10th percentile for overall weight. And their concern was that, you know, if they go ahead and get the children's dose now and then, what, in 28, 21 days for the Pfizer, they end up getting the adult dose. Is that too much vaccine for them? Is that something that can be looked at or is looked at on a case-by-case basis based on child size and age? Either way would be fine, and in fact, the emergency use authorization wording that that every parent will receive states that they could receive either dose. If they turn 12 for the second dose, they could receive the 11-year-old dose or the 12-year-old dose. So yes, that, that would be an option too. What are you seeing in terms of number of cases within children? Because for the longest time, doctor, children were not getting sick. We're not showing a lot of symptoms from coronavirus. Has that changed with the Delta variant and going through the summer and into the fall? The answer is yes, Rick, unfortunately. There had been six and a half million cases of COVID in children of all ages and 750 deaths overall in children 5 to 11 years old. There had been 2 million cases. 8,300 children have been hospitalized. 5,000 had multi-system inflammatory syndrome, or MISC, and 94 of those children have died in this age group, 5 to 11 years old. So more than two-thirds of the hospitalized children have been black or Hispanic. And at, at this time, during October of 2021, 10% of all COVID cases are in this age group. Are those worldwide numbers or U.S. numbers? U.S. numbers. U.S. numbers, right. So when you look at the right. number of children who have died and things like that, people say it doesn't affect children. That's not what we it are does. seeing now with, with the stage of where the virus is, it sounds like. No. no, it's not. And 750 children of all ages have died. And that is four times greater than the number of deaths you see for any flu epidemic in, over the past 20 years. So. The rates are low, but in my eyes, it's 750 children too many that have died of COVID. When parents ask you about the vaccine, what, what's your answer? How, how do you explain it to them as to what they should do if they're asking your opinion? My opinion with regards to getting the vaccine? Yes, please. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. This is a vaccine-preventable disease now. The people that are in the hospital are mostly unvaccinated. The people that are dying are mostly unvaccinated. So it's a vaccine that will save lives. Um, there is, a, of course, minor adverse events of the vaccine that are short-lived, that are one or two days, arm pain, low-grade fever, fatigue, headache, that goes away. Within 48, 72 hours, it's completely gone. But this is a vaccine-preventable disease like measles, like polio, like many other diseases we immunize for. and and. It is the right thing to do to get immunized because the other thing is that children are the ones that could bring COVID into the household of, of older adults, folks that are immunosuppressed, that rely on children 
to and adults to be vaccinated to protect them. And the younger children that are not able to get the vaccine yet, the ones that are less than five years old, that are not eligible to get the vaccines because those vaccines are probably not going to get approved until next year. So we got to shield the, the folks that cannot protect themselves and protect the children so they don't get sick. So what we're looking at then is uh, an opportunity for children to basically not only protect themselves, but protect mom and dad and or grandma and grandpa, aunts and uncles, people that they know from down the street, et cetera, and make sure that it doesn't spread through those other people. Exactly. Doctor, thank you so much for being on with us. We very much appreciate it. And you're anticipating the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson children's dosage sometime next year. Is that what I hear you say? Um, This the Moderna data will probably, we are actually conducting the studies now in the six month to, uh, to um, two years, and we are also doing the studies in the five to 11 years on the Moderna side. But those studies are probably not going to be submitted until later during the year. So I would not expect approval before early next year. Okay, very good. Doctor, thank you so very much, not only for the research, but for the teaching that you do and for explaining this to us. We appreciate all of it. Thank you, Rick, so much. Thanks Dr. Oberman joining us again, president of Children's Community Pediatrics here in Pittsburgh. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 